I want to thank you for joining me this evening on Destiny Moments with Michelle Hughes. Yes, I am Michelle. This broadcast is dear to me or to my heart because it is celebrating the life of my beautiful, adorable, and loving mother, Bernice Jones Hughes. Tomorrow, May 26, 2016, my dear mom went home to be with the Lord. I miss her, but I know she is in a better place. She would not want me grieving over her to no return. She would want me, She, I should say, she would want my family and I to continue on living our lives as God has planned for us. It's been six years. I like what my bishop texts today to me, Bishop T.D. Jakes. He says, what God has destined for you, no man on earth and no devil in hell can destroy you. He can try though, but remember, you are divinely untouchable. Praise the Lord, Bishop Jakes, for that timely word. I'm going to uh, read Psalms 18, 1 through 6, and then 16 through 35. Reading the word. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The pangs of deaths surrounded me and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. Verse 16. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of my waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. Verse 19, he also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He was He has recompensed me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God, for all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also blameless before him, and I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me, According to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, his in his sight. Verse 25. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man, 
you will show yourself blameless. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. With the devious, you will show yourself true. For you will save the humble people, but will bring down the haughty looks. Verse 28. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God. And I can leap over a wall. Hallelujah. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Verse 34. He teaches my hand to make war so that my arms can bend and bow a bronze. Verse 35. You have also given me the shield of my salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. No, it hasn't been easy when I got the call to go to the hospital to see my mother after she did well from the surgery. She had fallen and they forgot to put oxygen on my mother. Yeah, I could have sued them. But you know, I was going through so much losing my mother, getting over, um, taking care of my mom for 17 years and, and then having to now have to sue the hospital. But I was so angry that day. I, every the surgeon, the the her every physician came on that floor that day because I told them I'm going to sue you for what you did to my mother, or what I should say, what you didn't do. You you got her laying up in in this room, and you didn't put oxygen on her after surgery. Come on, that's ridiculous. So today, after five years now. I can say, Mom, I know you are in a better place. And you would not want me sitting here grieving. You would tell me, girl, you better go get yourself a husband. (laughs) Okay. And that's just, you know, I, I miss. Those are the things that you miss when you build a relationship with your mother. And, you know, anybody who has raised children, you know, you go through times when you love your mother and then there are times you want to say I, you know what why did God give me you you know <laughs> when she's disciplining you of course and putting you on the right road if we all be honest we didn't always like uh, the chastising when they had to chastise us but I can sit today and think back over the years and remember the things that got me back on the right road when I was deviating off course. It was my mother and my dad who would come and talk to me. Many days I had conversations with my father or my mother. But today we're talking about celebrating my mom today. And so I'm just going to read a little bit from what we had written about my mother Celebrating the life of Bernice Jones Hughes. Bernice was born to the late Cuba and Lucy Jones on February 2nd, 1931 in Hamtramck, Michigan. She was the oldest of the 11 children born to their union. She also had three older siblings from her mother's first marriage. 
1946, Bernice met the love of her life. Yeah, Mr. Willie Hughes, my daddy. (laughs) They were joined in holy matrimony after a two-year courtship on December 19, 1948. To this union of 50 years, God presented them with four daughters and one son. Bernice married and started a family soon after graduating from high school. However, she kept close to her heart her father's desire for her to receive a college education. Bernice set high standards for her children. She taught them to know and love the Lord. She made herself an example to emulate throughout their childhood and adult life. She made it her goal to make sure that they had the best teachers in the ways of God and their educational training. She was active in their classrooms, in their schools, serving as president of the Parent Teachers Association for many years. She also served as the president of the McClellan Street Block Club, encouraging other parents to unite to their efforts to keep the neighborhood a wonderful and safe place for their children to live and play. Growing up in a large family and having one of her own, Bernice gained an early appreciation for family togetherness and closeness, a characteristics that followed her throughout her long life. When the extended family wasn't gathering, her own children gathered on a weekly basis at her home. Bernice met Mr. Coleman Young at the beginning of her college career. He was sympathetic to some of the hardships she and her family had experienced as a result of a total loss fire to her family's home. He was instrumental in helping her secure college funding for herself and daughters. When Mr. Young began his campaign for the Michigan State Senate, Bernie's attended many campaign meetings where he discovered that Bernice was not only an organizer, but she was also very articulate and effective in her communication skills. In 1971, when he decided to run for the mayor of Detroit, Bernice worked timelessly on that campaign and each re-election campaign thereafter. Bernice was a compassionate advocate of education, particularly in the area of early childhood. She was previously had previously worked as a teacher's assistant in one of the first Head Start programs in Detroit. She found her passion in working with young children and their families. This work inspired her to seek more training and education so that she could work more effectively on their behalf. In 1972, Bernice fulfilled a lifelong dream when she and her oldest daughter, Jacqueline, walked across the stage hand-in-hand to accept their bachelor's degrees from Shaw College. She later earned a master's degree in social work and counseling at Wayne State University. It is worthy to mention that Bernice was the first in her family to earn a college degree as her father always desired for her. Bernice was a devoted wife who enjoyed 50 years of marriage to a loving, dedicated husband to whom he was affectionately referred to as her sweet darling. (laughs) 
They love spending time together, studying the Bible, advising and guiding their children and traveling in their motor home with family and friends until he went home to be with the Lord in 1999. Bernice became a doting grandmother in 1976. She was affectionately known as Nana. She so adored her grandchildren, Brian, Dwight, Stephanie, Christopher, and Ariel. She loved spending time with them, cooking her tasty meals and buying the forbidden sweet treats. Their joyous, um, uh, their greatest joy was during the Christmas holidays when she overwhelmed them with wonderful gifts. In 1997, her heart filled with joy when she became Grand Nana to Brandon in later years was joined by his sister Kennedy, Brianna, Journey, Alexis, and now we have Brian Jr. On May, uh, well, Alexis, I should was born on May uh, 5th, 2016. Bernice took her, li- her life roles very seriously. She was very actively involved in all her children's lives and was happily to lend advice, guidance, resources, and above all, her prayers. Nothing pleased her more than being around her family. She was an excellent cook, although she was also known as the slowest cook in the world. Amen. Yes, we always concluded that her tasty meals were always worth the wait. Bernice's spirit of helping has always drawn people of all ages to her. She was a great mentor to young women and men needing clarity and spiritual guidance in their daily walk through life. Bernice was an honored student of, uh, of the Bible and being a great conversationalist. She was always ready to discuss a length, the principles of the Bible. She truly loved the Lord and was responsible responsible for leading many people to salvation. Bernice dedicated her life to the Lord as a young woman. However, she accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior in December of 1979 at Evangel Ministries under Pastor George Bogo. In, 1981, the Lord led her to the Word of Faith International Christian Center under the Spirit-led field leadership of Bishop Keith A. Butler where she later became a member, along with other family members, including her husband. On the morning of May 26, 2016, Bernice made an unexpected yet peaceful transition into the arms of God at St. John Hospital. Bernice will always be remembered as a prayer warrior, a devoted wife, a loving and supportive mother and grandmother and friend to all. Bernice was preceded in death by her beloved husband, Willie, her two daughters, Brenda and Diane, her parents, Cuba and Lucy Jones, seven brothers, Henry, Aaron, Zelta, Kurt, Carl, Jesse, Milton, and three sisters, Evelyn, Maddie, and Valeria, and a spiritual son, Dwight Sr. And Bernice leaves to cherish her memory, her daughter, Jacqueline, and husband William, daughter Michelle, son William Anthony, grandsons Brian, Dwight, 
and his wife, well, at that time, Raven, Christopher, the granddaughters, Stephanie and Ariel, the great-grandsons, Brandon and Dante, Deontay, the great-granddaughters, Kennedy, Brianna, Taya, Journey, um, and now um, Brian Jr., and a host of loving nieces and cousins and friends. Just going to share some of the kind words that people shared. I'm going to share one with from my cousin Evelyn Peterson. There are no words to express what I'm feeling today as I write this tribute in memory of my aunt Bernice. She was a mother to me, a friend when I was in need, and she truly helped me to become the woman I am today. I am a happy, content woman. And I am enjoying my life. Years ago, when I was down and out, feeling very depressed about many things that were happening in my life, my aunt left these words with me. And they have truly stayed in my mind and in my heart. She says, Evelyn, don't depend on others to make you happy. You have to make your own self happy. Thanks, Auntie Bernice. It is because of you that I am the woman I am today. I will carry you in my heart and in my mind. And by the way, if all possible, give my mom and my daughter a hug. Thanks, Auntie. I love you very much, and I will truly miss you. Your niece, Evelyn M. Peterson. These are the things that, you know, as you face the day that your loved one has made a transition is sometimes going back looking at the pictures and reading some of the things that people said brings joy to your heart. A mother unlike any other. My dear mother was unlike any other. She taught me how to walk. She taught me how to talk. She provided a roof over my head and always made sure I was fed. She taught me, uh, morals and standards and the meaning of living and all about giving. She was a wonderful, beautiful, thoughtful, intelligent mother to have all these years. You were always there for me and anyone else who needed you. Always listen to what I said, even when I didn't make sense. Whenever I had issues, you prayed for and with me and gave sound advice. You always made me feel special and loved me unconditionally. You gave me such a great example for how to be a devoted wife and mother. I'm so very thankful to have had a mother like you. With your kindness and all that you were willing to do, I am who I am because of you and the God that lives in me. All these words accurately represent you. And mother, I will always love you because you were my mother unlike any other. And I will remember you all the days of my life. Your daughter, Jackie. In mom or to mom, 
You were many things to many people. You were a wife, a mother, sister-in-law, aunt, cousin, nana, great nana, teacher, counselor, social worker, etc. But more important than these many hats you wore, you were a dedicated, caring, and loving friend to many people. Love your very love you forever in a day. Your only son, Anthony. Nana, I will always cherish the good memories, the wisdom you have given me, and I will never forget your beautiful smile and spirit. Enjoy your new home. I love you always. Your sweet darling, Ariel. Dear Nana, we will remember you. We remember that you love God and you love to read the Bible, the scripture. It's to honor what you taught your children. Psalms 145 and 4. One generation commends your works to another. They, your grandchildren, tell of your mighty acts. Your love will never die. From your grandchildren, Brandon, Deontay, Kennedy, Taya, Brianna, Journey, and Brian Jr., Dear Nana, I love you and you will be missed. You taught me so much. I will never forget you and will always remember your name means victory. Your grandson, Christopher. My Nana, all my life, you have been my Nana and you have always been there for me. Having you was like having two mothers. What a blessing. It has been to have a person that you can count on for anything your heart desires. Yes, you spoiled me, but you would tell your grandchildren grandchildren very fir- very firmly. Spoiled doesn't mean no discipline. You would not tolerate disrespect of any kind. Nana, what will life be without you? It's unimaginable. Just knowing you were there gave me a sense of comfort. I know that God doesn't make any mistakes, so I know you are doing better and fine. I hold this view in my head. You being reunited with your sweet darling, my mother, Diane, and all of your sisters and brothers, especially your parents. What a time you are having. So Nana, I know I will see you again. So until then, Good night, sweet darling. Your grandson, Dwight. Nana. To me, Nana, you were everything. A wife, mother, and grandmother too. This is the legacy we have from you. You taught us how to love and how to fight what is right. You gave us strength. You gave us might. It would be hard to find a person stronger than you have been. You always had a kind heart. You fought for each of us in one way or another. You took care of everyone, not just as a grandmother, but because you cared. You gave us your best. And now it's hard to see you finally get peace and rest. So as you gracefully sleep, you've earned your peace. Your love will remain in our hearts forever. Tell Granddaddy Brenda and Diane I said I will see them one day soon. 
and to keep watching over us until then. I will be waiting for that great reunion in heaven. Love your grandson, Brian. Rides in the caddy. Trips to the corner store. Yeah, I remember. And you never drop anything on the floor. Eight hours to cook when it should have taken two. But we all knew we had to wait till Bernice was through. Oh, how I'll miss you just knowing that you're gone. You're in a better place now, reunited with loved ones. So give everybody a hug and watch us from above. Forever in my heart, your memories etch with love. Your sweet darling, Stephanie Michelle. These are things that you'll always hold dear to your heart because it means so much. Dear Mom, I never considered you to be just my mother-in-law because you were always my other mother. From the first day I met you, I was treated like your very own son. Your actions clearly demonstrated that you genuinely cared about me and was very proud that I was married to your oldest daughter. For that, I am truly grateful. I will never forget the many conversations that we had at your kitchen table. There were so many words of encouragement, wisdom, and loving thoughts that came out of those wonderful conversations. Those conversations have been a guiding force in many of the decisions I have made over the years. Mom, thank you for helping me understand that was was required to become a good person, husband, and parent, and also showing me how to have faith in God, courage, and honor in my walk through life. My sharing your knowledge with others. Mom, you have achieved immortality. Your loving son, William. These are the things that you'll always remember and cherish. A mother's love. Mom, I will always cherish and adore the times we have spent together. After your sweet darling, my dad, went home to be with the Lord in 1999, you mastered getting out of the wheelchair and walking on a walker. You have been a champion, a warrior. You never gave up. You weathered some storms, but you have truly been a fighter. You even told the doctors before you went home to be with the Lord. You were doing excellent. We have been inseparable for the past 17 years. The roles changed when I became your caregiver. I never stopped caring, loving, and being concerned about you as a person. Yes, you have truly taught me some lessons about life. We will fight the good fight of faith concerning the treatment of our elderly in your name. And you will always be remembered for being a person of determination, direction, and purpose. Well, this isn't goodbye, Mom. I will see you in glory on the other side. Your daughter, Michelle R. Hughes.
And I just want to read a tribute that my family um, gave me. It says, a tribute to a great person, our sister Michelle. We wanted to say thank you. Thank you for caring for our mother 17 years. There were easier options you could have sought, like allowing mom to move into a senior care facility. However, you made the sacrifice to care for her in the comfort and familiarity of her own home. When you first began caring for mom after daddy passed in 1999, she was diagnosed with dementia. She was having great difficulty retaining her memory and had many health issues. The disease often made her um, behavior come better. Her mortality was very limited and she was nearly wheelchair bound. Many people would have shielded, sheared away from this overwhelming responsibility, but you didn't see it that way. You looked at it with grace and as a challenge. Michelle caring for our mother has been a testimony to your great faith in God and your supernatural love for our mother. You also made it possible for your other four siblings to have a stress-free life, knowing that she was in good hands. We saw a miraculous recovery in mom's health. She was 85 years old and she only looked. She only took one medication and that was to maintain her blood pressure. Even though she had dementia, she continued to recognize her children, family, and friends. She remained an avid reader and note taker. She continued to study the Bible and will encourage you in very vigorous conversations about Bible precepts and principles. Michelle, you showed us that our time in this world is not for self-indulgence and looking for gratitude. It is about being there for one another and by doing so, making this world a better place. And if caring for mom wasn't enough, you still made time to support the needs of other members of the family, friends, and community. Today is painful because an awesome woman of God who was known as wife, mother, nana, grand nana, daughter, sister, aunt, cousin, social worker, friend, and counselor has gone home to be with the Lord. However, we know that had you not been obedient to God, the call of, of the Lord, our mom would not have had the comfortable, wonderful life of leisure she enjoyed after daddy's passing. For your love, sacrifice, and devotion to our mother all these years, May the Lord shower you with joy, love, prosperity in every area of your life and grant you the desires of your heart according to his plans for you. Well done, good and faithful servant. With much love, we salute you this day, your sister, Jackie, and brother, Anthony. I want to thank you all. No, it wasn't an easy task, but as you all said, with God, on our side, he gives us the ability to do what we have to do, and especially when it's someone you love and cherish. You you don't see it as a job. You see it as a responsibility because of the sacrifices that they made for you. You will also do it for them because they love you and so on this day 
I just want to say, Mom, I miss you, but I remember laying in your bed and asking God to take away me grieving real hard. And he did just that. And he's given me the ability to move on with my life, knowing that I gave you the best that I could ever give anyone. And through that, you showed me what it was to care for someone. Never had children, never had to care for anyone, except for the people taking care of other people's children. But I'm saying 24-7, I never had that type of responsibility. But it taught me how to connect And you taught me what it is to love someone. And when you love someone, it's nothing that you won't do for them. And caring for them, like a mother. A mother takes out the time to to care for her children. That's what it takes when you connect with your children and you birth them. They come out your womb. And even though you didn't come out my womb, I came out of your womb. But when when the ties change, I knew that when my dad was taking his last breath and I saw him take his last breath, I knew he was telling me to take care of Bernice. And I pray that I was pleasing not only before God, but before him, that he knew I gave it my all in taking care of my mother. And so on this day, as we reach five years that you've gone home to be with the Lord, there many times I can hear you when... (laughs) When I'm struggling with something, I can hear you saying, girl, you better get up and do what you got to do. And these are the things that I believe that we take for granted, that the, the specialness in having friendships and having a relationship with your mother and father and your siblings. There are things that people can't take away from you, the times that you, you spent with each other. These are the things that I, I hate to see that the, the younger generation are not seeing because we're not gathering like we used to. Families don't gather like we used to. You know, we don't have that same sense of family. And I believe that's why so many killings in the world, because they don't know how to love unconditionally. And when you love, you you know, I can remember my grandmother, you know, feeding people. And, you know, everybody would be in the house. It was more than five in my mother's family. It was like, you know, 20 of them almost when you start counting the grandkids. And you ask me how we all got in our house. I have no idea. And um, so these are the things I cherish. And that's to me, these, these are the things that are legacies that you can't take. No one can take that away from you. I think that's what T.D. Jakes was saying, that when you when when there's certain things that God has put in you or you have um, been taught certain things, nobody can take that away from you. Nobody. You you can hate you can hate all you want, but you can't take what a person's been taught and how they've been treated through the years and they know right from wrong what's good and what's wrong and if you're treating them badly they're not going to accept it because they know what is right so that's the difference as I can see when you can hear the older people talking and as you get older you start hearing yourself sound like your parents and your grandparents because now you're getting older and now you're reflecting and you understand what they were giving you was wisdom yes they're giving you purpose 
they're giving you um, understanding life and how to live it. And mostly how to live it, treating people with respect and loving people. And if I can't get anything past, I live on the word L-O-V-E. Yes, I do. Because I see so much people not loving each other. And I don't understand it. And I'm not saying that you should love everybody. Because there's some people you feel like taking a, a brick and hitting them in the head with it, you know. But you know that wouldn't be the godly thing to do. Just because you want to do something don't mean you do it. So that's when you got to talk to yourself and say, nope, I'm not going to go over there and slap her in her face for being smart. No, you can't just, just because things don't go the way you think they should, you can't react to it. And so in the memory of my dear mother, Bernice Jones Hughes, <laughs> who I miss dearly, but I, I can hear her, you know, speaking to me. There are times I can hear my grandmother speaking. And these are the things that you want to leave people. You want to leave them just good things to, to, to eat off of. I mean, to when things get tight, you can hear their voices telling you to get up and do what you're doing. Why are you sitting? You know, get up and clean up your house. You know, back in the day, they tell you, you you know, you couldn't live nasty, okay? You got to get up and clean. <laughs> My mother, every Saturdays, we had to get up and clean up the house. Yes, we did. So I believe that these are the principles. These are the things that you are taught. That's why you have parents, because they're teaching you certain principles. And those principles, those are the things that get you through. Then you learn a higher principle. You find out about salvation and you learn how to live for Christ. And now he speaks to you. He speaks to you when you're sleeping. You can wake up. I can wake up sometimes in the middle of the night. He'll give me something to to talk about. I have to get up and write it down, you know, because I may forget the next day. And so these are the things I do believe that keeps you living for God and understanding there is life after death. So we can sit and grieve yourself to no end. No, I'm going to see my mama again. I'm going to see my daddy again. I'm going to see my sisters. I'm going to see my grandmother, my grandfather. I'm going to see all my aunts and uncles and cousins. I'm going to see all of them. I live for that day. It's going to be a rejoicing. And so you won't see it if you're living the way you want to or treating people the way you want to treat them. You, you won't have that luxury to say that you're going to see those people again because are you living for Christ? Have you given Christ your life? According to Romans 10, 9 through 13. And when you when you give him your life, you ask him to be the Lord of your life. Why don't we do that right now? Say, Father, repeat after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life. I'm asking you to forgive me of every sin that I've committed, knowingly or unknowingly. Forgive me for all those things that I have, have done and help me to be a better person in you to live my life as a Christian not just by chance but by determination that I'm going to read the word and learn what the word says and live according to the scriptures and the more I read the more I desire to be more like you to live a lifestyle that's pleasing before God. And so, Father, we thank you, we praise you, that now, amen, you are a born-again Christian. All it takes is asking God to be the Lord of your life and to, to forgive you of every sin that you've committed. 
and being and making him the Lord of your life. Well, I want us to continue to pray for the peace of Israel. Psalms 25, 21 and 22 says this. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem, verse 22, redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Redeem Israel, Father, O God, out of all his troubles. Yes, we are praying for the peace of Israel because we know God's coming back for us. And it all started over there. And we know he's coming back for people without spot or blemish. And I want to be in that line for him to say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. Don't forget, join me on Thursday. Have a blessed night.